Dr. Omar Merlo and Dr. Eden Yin, thank you for talking to Judge Business School podcast series today. If we start with you, Dr. Omar Merlo, can you just tell us what the importance of marketing is? Well, marketing plays a number of key roles uh, within the organisation. It can play uh, a role at least at two levels. I would say that the the, the level that we're most familiar with is the level uh, of uh, things like promotion, market research, market segmentation, these tactical elements of marketing or pricing and distribution. Uh, At another level, it also plays a a role as as, as a mindset or as a culture, you know, the culture of marketing or the mindset of marketing within the organisation. The idea being that uh, anyone within the firm is, is driven by a desire to create value uh, uh, internally, obviously, for the firm, but also externally for, for our customers. So we're driven, we're market-driven, we're, we want to create value for our customers. But in a recession, isn't it the very fact that people may say they want to cut because you can make the product, you can sell the product, mm. but marketing is an optional mm. extra. Mm. You don't really need it, mm. and you spend money on it when you've got money. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. I think marketing is often seen, uh, and, and, and wrongly so, as, as a cost. So if you, if you ask uh, your typical non-marketer, marketing is seen as a cost, as an expense. Uh, and I think that's a very uh, narrow-minded way of saying marketing. Marketing is not a cost. Uh, it's an investment. It's something that, uh, that you invest in in the long term. And looking at it, at it as, a, as a cost means that uh, it makes it uh, easily replaceable because it's something that you can easily cut with no immediate or short-term uh, uh, negative effects coming out of that, that cut. Actually, your cash flow will look better when you, when you cut these this supposed uh, costs, uh, and you don't have to fire anyone. So it's a perfect candidate for, uh, for, for cost-cutting. If it's a perfect candidate for cost-cutting, I'm a company CEO. I'm looking at my balance sheet. Sales aren't good. We're in a recession. I'll cut marketing. Uh, I would say you're probably acting uh, in a very short uh, sighted way. It's, and, and this is, this is very common. Recent, recent data has shown that uh, since 2008, so in 2009, uh, the, the, the number of companies in the US, in Europe and in Asia that have cut marketing spending uh, is more than half. So more than half of the companies out there are cutting slash in the marketing budgets by, by 10, 20, in some cases 30%. Only a smaller number of these uh, are maintaining their current budgets uh, at the same levels uh, as last year. And a fraction, we're talking single digits, are actually increasing their marketing budgets. Uh, so it makes sense because you, 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 you're you held accountable. You're asked, we want to see uh, big cash flow. We want, we want to see sizable cash flow. So you need to cut these things that make us look like we, we, we're profitable, of course. And so what's the importance of the brand then? Because in today's um, culture, we just had the G20, you know, with 27 countries, and they were talking about the importance of green issues for business and the environment for business. So perhaps if in a recession you gave your brand different values, would that help? I think the number one, the first challenge in a recession that you really need to face and, and consider very carefully is how is the recession affecting your customers, not you as a company. So you, you, the company revolves around creating something for our customers. So the first thing you've got to ask yourself is how are customers changing? Are they spending more? Are, are they looking for environmental issues? And what, what are the things that they look in your brand? And this could be functional or emotional. Now, if there are emotional elements, then the, the, the brand is all about trust. And in the end, in times of crisis, you look to someone that you can trust. And if you disappear 
during a, a crisis or, 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 or a recession, then you're telling your customers, well, you, know, you, you can't trust me because I, I'm here just for, for the short-term gain. I'm not here to create value in the long term. So to, to, to answer your question, I, I'd say that you really need to monitor carefully what your customers are doing. How is the recession affecting them? How are they affecting your target uh, markets? Then segment perhaps the market according to how they, they, your, 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 your customers are responding and change your strategy perhaps incrementally to respond to, to, respond to these changes. For some consumer companies, there might be no change needed whatsoever. They might still have customers who are happy to pay a premium uh, for your brand, and, and, and they're not going to change behaviour. So innovating might be a good idea. Uh, I'd say innovating is always essential. Yeah, and and, and you know, in, some, in some markets you're looking at incremental innovation. In, some, in other markets you're looking at, at more radical innovation. I think innovation has to be customer, again, market-driven. So it has to, to be driven by a careful and, and sophisticated understanding of how consumer behaviour is changing according to the current environmental conditions. So if your customers are becoming more price-conscious, then yes, you, you can innovate towards reducing uh, uh, the the cost to the customer of your products and services. Um, in, in the end, I think the key challenge is to focus on what customers truly want. And often they don't want everything. They don't want perfection in your product or service. They just want a number of things that meet their core and, 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 uh, and key needs. So as long as you deliver on those dimensions, you remind your customers why they chose you in the first place, and you maintain that bond, then I think you can survive the recession. And, of course, so it is a choice of whether you power on or you do a U-turn or just use your, your common sense in terms of your marketing and your brand. And, and you say, well, cost is going to be more important than ever before because we are in a recession. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think uh, you want to balance the short-term considerations of dealing with the recession uh, against the more long-term issues of, of defending and building your brand equity. Uh, in the end, we know that any, any marketing investment driven by a desire to strengthen your brand takes about two to three years to, take any, to, to actually work. So we know that marketing is a long-term activity with things that you cannot measure and communicate very easily in the short term. So yes, the question is one of, of really balancing the challenges that you're facing now with the long-term implications of that. And who knows, the recession may be changing our customers forever, and, and therefore our strategy may need to change forever. Um, a lot of customers in the 1970s were buying muscle cars after the recession. They didn't go back to buy muscle cars. They didn't stop only uh, temporarily. They changed completely their, their buying patterns. So we might be facing that kind of situation as well in the, in the current um, uh, recession. Dr. Eden, you've just listened uh, to what uh, Dr. Omar Marlowe had to say. You're an expert in particular in in technologies and technological growth and marketing, might it be a good time during a recession to enter the marketplace? And some people call it, you know, sort of creating your own competitors. I think it really depends. Depends on the, your value proposition. Um, during recession time, the company actually have uh, um, a very a premium positioning or value proposition will definitely suffer from the lack of demand. Uh, from the marketplace. However, for a company that focuses on value proposition, I'm not saying just cheap product at a low price. Value proposition imply a good quality but at a reasonable price. If company can manage to position, uh, produce such a value proposition, of course, during the recession time, it's also a very good time for them to enter the market. It really doesn't matter. Actually, for them, it's a perfect time to enter the market because then you, they will have a competitive advantage over the competitive uh, offering uh, along those key dimensions that wanted by the customer. So you can create some new concepts really in marketing, best value for money, strong brands, work harder, um, top-level quality. They're all terms that we, we use 
in marketing, and, and there may well be scope to find out where the new markets are during a recession. Uh, that's also true. Uh, number one is even though those terms are commonly used in practice by many companies before, however, there's always room for further improvement. Uh, example can be given uh, um, uh, based on the Chinese for company, for instance. Many of them uh, pursue, uh, even though the value proposition is not a new notion, but they pursue the value, per, uh, value for money proposition to the extreme degree, namely they can produce really world-class quality at a very, very affordable price. So that value proposition now is basically challenging the Western establishment uh, uh, in a very significant manner. And another, another uh, way to look at it, uh, as you correctly point out, is uh, during the recession, uh, it actually opens up opportunity for a new market expansion. For instance, you can... Uh, uh, enter the most sophisticated developed Western market, so to speak, uh, by targeting a specific segment. So those segments traditionally probably are not uh, part of this value proposition or value for money segments, but now during the recession, they become a new segment. So namely, you don't have to necessarily look for new market per se, but you can look for a new emerging market within the established market segments. In West markets. And, and that's what China and countries like India, the so-called emerging economies, have done to the so-called first world economies. And there's a term that people like to use at Judge Business School called, called cannibalizing your own markets, whereby you create your own competitors. Is this a good time to cannibalize your own markets and, and to look at where the growth may be if you think your own product isn't quite right? I, I think so. I think uh, uh, I don't believe... Uh, it is a cannibalization in the traditional sense. Cannibalization in the traditional sense means you actually uh, create a new version of product, a new generation product that uh, replace your existing product services in the same market segments. But in the current situation, you are essentially targeting at different segments and uh, by producing a different version of product if you can. So if you can still keep the traditional premium version, a pr premium segment uh, a customer uh, that your company uh, used to have, and at the same time creating a new segment of customer that actually go for the value, pro value for money proposition. Okay, Omar, you've got something to say. Yes, that's actually a very interesting point that my, that my colleague is, is making because uh, I think a recession is the perfect time where we, where we see a lot of um, fighter brands uh, coming out. So these, these brands that are low, lower cost alternative to the main brand. And, and, and I think this is exactly that, that kind of way of, uh, uh, in, in many ways, uh, doing something that would normally cannibalize your sales. But what you're doing is you're maintaining perhaps customers that would normally leave you. So what you're saying is, okay, it might not be uh, the product that you're interested in anymore because of, of the current environment and economic conditions, but we'll give you a lower cost alternative. So I think that's exactly a very good example of that, a, a fighter brand, a lower price alternative to your current brand that, that maintains yeah, that, that level of demand that, 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 that you need in the market. And of course, in today's technological world, you know, it really doesn't matter where your company or branches of your, your company are based. You can set up fighter brands anywhere in the world. Um, yes and no. I mean, that's what people traditionally believe. But uh, I, I, I still believe uh, business is about people. It is about establishing customer and uh, um, partner's intimacy. And the physical proximity does matter a lot. Uh, the, the Indian or well, Indian success you often use as example to uh, radical the traditional notion that location is relevant for business, but Indian uh, is only focusing on, on software service and, and product. So it's a very particular type of product and services for the most uh, company. 
uh, that are specialized in, in producing uh, traditional uh, category of products, I still think the uh, physical proximity location play a key role in driving their success. That's why we only have one Silicon Valley in California. We don't have uh, uh, many of them around the world. If you want to succeed in the high-tech industry, no matter where you are, you are from, you want to find a place and location uh, in the heart of Silicon Valley. Do you agree with that, Omar? Because you might actually say, well, if you take Judge Business School where we're sitting, people go all over the world. They go to India, China. They can establish relationships and, and come back. And it's, a, it's about that establishing the relationships, the pioneering, that, that actually location isn't important anymore. Uh, in, in many ways, I think you're, you're right. Uh, lo- location uh, is becoming less of, of an important variable in, in the services and products they would look for. And you know, we now have um, websites and things like that that reduce that psychological distance that we have with, with, with providers and manufacturers and, ser- and service providers in general. So, yes, that's, that's, uh, that's exactly right. I think it's, uh, it, it's, it's definitely becoming less, less and less. Less relevant, um, but again, it depends on your on your market, as as, as uh, Dr. Ian said, and it depends on you know the kind of needs that they have and how these are changing also uh, d- during the recession. But during the recession, if you wanted to start up a new company, if you wanted to evolve and develop the brand you have, what would be the tips that you gave to people? Would it be to to sort of be more innovative, to sit down with your team, be honest with them if redundancies are needed? You know what are the values that people should put into their brand now? Well, again, uh, I think there's no difference between uh, during recession time and out of recession time in terms of how to manage your business effectively. Uh, Again, company has to be uh, honest uh, in terms of the management philosophy and culture, and they have to always pursue a value proposition that is wanted by the marketplace. I think the only difference is uh, during recession time, they probably have to be uh, very uh, careful about what type of value proposition they want to create or maintain the marketplace. Uh, and uh, um, I, I go back to my point before is, uh, again, as I said, uh, recession time actually is a golden offer or golden opportunity for companies that have a particular set of value proposition. Uh, then uh, you, you can uh, actually thrive during recession instead of uh, shrink. Omar, is that right, given what you've said, that marketing is strategic in its long term? I, w- I would completely agree with that. I, I think um, we, we, in, during a recession, we often, often talk about this defensive marketing, so marketing uh, uh, for price cuts, marketing for uh, discounts and promotions, things to really uh, um, you know, uh, create demand at a time when demand cannot be created. Uh, I would say that that's okay. You, 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 you can have a little bit of defensive marketing, but what it really comes down to is that marketing can actually be quite offensive, it could be on the aggressive side. And I actually believe that some of the small players out there, the ones that are increasing their marketing spending, the ones that are investing more in marketing, are perhaps actually doing the right thing. Because what they're doing is that they're probably taking away market share uh, from the more complacent, the more cautious players. And an aggressive view towards marketing at a time of recession can actually you know, make sure that you pull ahead of the pack and you actually stay there after the recession is gone. So I, I totally agree with this view that of uh, an, an aggressive way of looking at marketing, an offensive way. The recession is not a time to, to shrivel up and disappear. Uh, and it makes perfect sense because when you look at uh, our performance, it's affected by two things. It's affected by the external market, the external conditions, and what we do internally. So when external conditions are looking very good, Obviously, a good way is to focus on the ones that you have internally, and that's your marketing. So it would be silly to, to count those kind of budgets, that kind of marketing spending, because it might be the only way to stay afloat and actually pull ahead. 
And is technological growth important in this? Is using the new technologies when it is supposed to be a new global technological revolution we're in important? Of course it is important, but of, uh, we also have to have a balanced view towards uh, technological development. For instance, now the global warming, uh, sustainability uh, become a key concern of the global community. So uh, in the past, when we look at technological evolution, we only look at the economic outcome of such technology. But these days, of course, you need to have a more balanced view. If a technology uh, cannot generate a sustainable develop, long-term development for the global community, then it is not an effective technology to be, to be adopted. So uh, I, I don't think we can say whether or not technology evolution, uh, uh, revolution is a good thing or bad thing. It's, we have to look at the, the big picture. And in the big picture, might it not be a time when I want to re-engineer, recreate my brand in terms of what are the underlying brand values? Let's go back to those green issues because it's businessmen who are now telling the government to get on with it. Come on, you know, these issues are important as never before. Can you recreate brand values or, or might not some people say that's being opportunistic? Uh, yes, you can. I, I, I question whether the, it is the right time now to, to get experimental with your brand. Um, that uh, I'm not quite sure is it, it, the conditions are there to get a bit experimental. And it might be um, best at the moment to focus on the core essence of, of your brand to remind, again, your customers why they chose you, what you stand for, what your core values are, uh, especially when you need to convince them to, to, to buy your products and your brands at a time when perhaps they, they don't have so much money to spend on it. Uh, so I think, I think that's still important. And you know, in, in the end, brand, the strength of a brand comes from two things, the, the unique, the favorable associations that the, your, your customers uh, have in their mind uh, uh, of your brand and the knowledge or awareness of that brand. So you need to continue investing on those two. Now, in terms of relevance and uh, unique associations, I think the environmental issues, the green brand and all of that are becoming more and more uh, the kind of things that we look for in, in our brands. On the other hand, I remain a bit skeptical because often your customers will tell you that that's what they want, that's what, what they, they look for on the label, that's the, the, the kind of things that they, they will use to, the, to, to make their choices. But then when they go out, um, does their purchasing behavior actually reflect that? We might say that we prefer uh, a particular type of brand that stands for particular issues and, and all of these things, but in the end, do we actually uh, pay more for it, or are we still more price-driven, especially now? Uh, so I, I think it's, it's, it's a difficult question. The, the answer is definitely not, not quite. Uh, there yet, but I would suspect my advice would be uh, focus on the core values of the brand. Don't get experimental at a time when it might be tricky to to, um, to reposition or reinvent your brand. Uh, but if you really have to, then understand exactly in what way you should do that. Eden, we have a nice example in the UK economy where Wedgwood and Woolworths both went down early on in this recession, and then there was talk of Woolworths uh, being brought out by someone who was wasn't interested in the high street shops but was going to go online with a Woolworths brand. Couldn't you have cannibalised your own product and thought of doing that? You might have said Woolworths and Wedgwood had had their day anyway. Well, I think they had their day. Uh, the reason why they collapsed in front of the recession is because uh, they don't have a solid business model. So I wouldn't say they deserve it, but uh, they are the natural outcome of uh, market competition. So the survival of the fittest. They, apparently, they are not the fittest. Uh, going back to your online business, uh, internet distribution channel always is going to cannibalize some of your traditional sales. That's just a fact. But then the company can uh, uh, strategically uh, target a specific segment or within the internet channel, also place a certain product category through the internet channel. 
by doing so, they can minimize the cannibalization effect. So ma- managing the so-called channel conflict between online and offline has been an eternal issue for most of the business today. Uh, so uh, what, what I believe is, uh, in the long run, uh, adopting the Internet channel always uh, it's a, a, a smart strategy, uh, despite the fact that it will cannibalize some of your traditional sales. Okay. Um, Omar, we are in a different operating environment with marketing, given that the market's now global, technological revolution, and websites, as you say, allow you to talk to people and be situated anywhere. But you very much use a vocabulary which is about fighting and being aggressive and actually investing more in your marketing now, not cutting back. Mm. That's correct. I, I, I think that in the end um, we are at a time when um, some kid in front of a computer in Taiwan can provide you the kind of product that you were looking for on the high street at about half that, that, the, the price. So, and, and companies need to understand that they're competing against these guys now. They're, they're competing against uh, people who uh, can, be very, can be very fast, can have access to, uh, to resources, and can price the, the products uh, lower than, than they can. Uh, for the customer, this is great news because we, it's made us stronger. We can now uh, ask for better quality and lower prices. Now, for the companies out there, obviously, that's a, that's a, that's a massive challenge. So I think the, 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 cha- the challenge really here, how to deal with this, is to focus on what you're really good at. Focus on the things that you can do really well, that you can do better than anybody else. Focus on those, and not all of them. As, as I think I mentioned it earlier, focus on the things that truly matter to your customers. And it might be the product, or it might be the price, or it might be the service, or it might be the experience that comes with it. Whatever it is, your customers will not ask you to excel at everything. They will have a list of priorities, a list of things that make your offerings uh, relevant to them. Now, more than ever, uh, companies need to realize what those things are, focus on those, and provide better value to their customers on the dimensions that truly matter to them. Do you think within marketing, brand management is a science, and it might help steer people through these choppy waters of the recession, however long the recession is. Yes, uh, I think the brand, in, in, in many ways, it's, it's the, the emotional aspect. I mean, the, the brand carries a, a functional and, and an emotional element. Um, but in, in many ways, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's the, the, the friendly face you know, in the crowd of strangers. It's what really uh, uh, screams out to you. That you know what I stand for. You know what I, what I mean to you. And, you know, so so it's, it's about creating that bond and creating a relationship with the customers. And obviously, when you have these bonds, when you have these relationships and these elements of trust, with your customers, uh, then that might be what might allow you to keep your floats. And actually, if we, if we look at past recessions, all the past recessions that we, we, we've seen uh, um, in, in, in the world, when you look at the brands that survive those, those are the ones that were investing during the recession, the ones that maintained their investment constant during the recession, and they came out stronger even after the recession. So, and, and that's why in a lot of tools that we use in marketing, a lot of tools that brand managers use, we do have measures that capture, when we measure brand equity, that capture the consistency of, in, of the investment on the brand over time. And that is, when we take that as a proxy, as a sign that the brand is healthy, because it, 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 it has that constant, continuous support. So I, I think it's important. It's an important um, element of your offering, and, and one that, that we often um, um, don't realize the importance of. You know, intangible assets are one of the, 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 the main components of, uh, of a firm's value. Why would you sacrifice that? It sounds like nurturing a child through from childhood to adolescence to adulthood. You know, the more you nurture it and, and accompany it on the journey, the more successful it's going to be. Or at least you hope so, yes. 
And Eden, do do you agree with that, whether it's a new brand using new technologies or whatever, that nurturing, that consistency that Omar talks about is the one thing that will see you through? Yeah, absolutely. Um, But also uh, um, brands, just like a a living creature, so brands also have to evolve over time. Um, The consistency, maintain consistency, of course, is a key element of uh, successful brand management. At the same time, uh, uh, brand management also have to be adaptive. For instance, now during the recession time, uh, I think really strategic uh, company probably uh, have to be flexible in terms of uh, redefining the meaning of the brands or positioning the brands for the future. Uh, so I think consistency and flexibility are both important. The art lies in the fact that where to draw the balance. So uh, uh, basically creating a delicate balance between creating consistent brand image or brand positioning and brand value uh, and uh, more flexible, adaptive uh, brand positioning and value uh, is the key uh, in brand management. Now, I, I know that, that we've talked to Kevin Roberts of Saatchi and Saatchi, and, and the one thing that he says about brand global markets and the recession. He talks about the importance of storytelling mm. and your brand. Do you think that is ever more important? Absolutely. I think he talks about um, pro- brands that are infused with mystery, and, 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 and I love that. I, th- I think it sounds, it sounds really, really nice because it does capture this, this soft element of the brand, this emotional attachment. You, you're talking about them like a person, like, 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 like someone who's close to you. So I, I think, yes, we need to, uh, to, to nurture a brand in a way where you give customers a, a bit of it. So you, you, you bring them in and you share a lot of the brand with them. But at the same time, um, you have this element of, of, of mystery and, and storytelling and, and all of these things that they make you, they, they almost humanize a brand in many ways. Because we know a lot about our friends and our family, for example, but we don't know everything about them. There's always this element of mystery and yet we have that attachment to, to them so I, I think i think yes it's a way of humanizing uh, the brand making it turning turning the brand into a friend or someone that we really trust and like and and i, I think kevin talks about these love marks you know the, the idea that we've gone beyond brands into something that is love for the product for the for, for, for what the product and the service stands for but can you possibly do that in global markets i mean for goodness sake there, there are different cultural values there are different languages you might say that during the recession, society or global societies are fragmenting. So therefore, it makes the job of a global brand even more difficult, despite the fact that you know, technology can link us like never before. Well, again, it depends on product category. Uh, there's a certain product lends itself to be uh, a global product, such as technology product or financial services, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, I don't think it has not anything to do with recession uh, or uh, uh, disparity in our, in our cultural preference. Uh, go back to the mass product, well, mass market product uh, that uh, many of them uh, require to be adapted to, uh, to a new marketplace. Then uh, creating global brand is about whether or not we can create a story that is consistent across the globe and at the same time also uh, localized uh, towards specific market segments. So that's the essence of global uh, branding management. So I believe it can be done. It's challenging. Whether it's in recession or out of recession, uh, it's, it's not the issue. The issue is how can we creatively uh, develop a story that has an overriding theme at the same time also have very idiosyncratic element that is wanted by uh, specific segments of markets. So just finally, the word challenge occurred in my mind just as you spoke it. How would you respond as a company CEO to that challenge today? Uh, well, again, uh, what I will say is, uh, as we discussed so far, uh, as Omar uh, just mentioned, you need to have a, a long-term perspective and uh, place assets in strategic area of operations, such as marketing. 
and you need to keep innovating. And in certain areas, you have to re uh, innovate relentlessly. I use the word relentlessly to emphasize the importance of uh, having uh, innovation ability. At the same time, also uh, remain flexible. Uh, the world becomes more volatile as uh, globalization uh, uh, proceeds. So uh, a successful company has to be highly adaptive and flexible uh, in order to cope with the increasingly complicated global world. Omar, do you agree, finally? You know, those are the, your tips to the company's yeah. CEO. Yes, I, I completely agree. I would say the challenge, really, to use that word, is to, to, to balance these, the, the short-term issues that, that companies are facing with the, the, the need to create value in the long term. And, and, and we cannot sacrifice long-term value creation to deal with the short-term issues. Marketing is about the long-term value creation, so investing in marketing, marketing activities, branding, uh, and building a relationship with your customers are very important. The language might change slightly. We might move away from uh, new customer acquisition to more towards customer retention, looking after our loyal customers, the ones we already have. Uh, something that is very important normally, but is particularly important now and in the current economic conditions. So uh, uh, I would say uh, the, these are the, the key challenges faced by uh, managers these days. And, and create a fighter brand. Uh, that's that's a possibility. That's that's one of the tactical elements that that, that depending on the market and the product could also be a, be a possibility. Yeah. But you've basically got to go out there, be aggressive, find out what your customers want, where the market is, adapt, change, and rise to the challenge. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I think uh, being aggressive probably sounds uh, has a negative connotation. Uh, here, being aggressive is uh, being aggressively uh, satisfying customer need. Uh, not aggressively and necessarily attacking your competitor. I don't believe uh, uh, aggressively attacking a competitor is the right way to go. As long as you can aggressively satisfy customer need, your customer will take care of your competitor. They will come to you for sure. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I agree. In, in the end, I think that the, the main challenge now is to use marketing and what marketing can do for you. So your marketing research and your segmentation strategies, all of these to understand exactly how are your customers responding to the, to, to the recession, how exactly, how are they changing, are they adapting? Because maybe they're not. Maybe, maybe you, in, in your market your customers are not changing their, their, their spending or the, or the behavior. So perhaps there is limited, limited change needed to your strategy too. So that, that becomes the number one priority at the moment. If, if I were to, 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 to devote uh, resources at the moment towards dealing with this from a marketing point of view, I would send people out there to find out how is this affecting our customers because that will point you in the right direction. It will tell you exactly how you should ad adapt. Dr. Omar Merlo and Dr. Eden Yin, thank you for talking to Judge Business School podcast series today. I've enjoyed it very much. Thank you very much. Thank you.